A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Hi, welcome back to Swiftish. This is Shelby. And this is Ashley. Yes, there we go. We got our cues right, sorted, ready. Ish. <laughs> yeah, it's been weird. Your- <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, we're here. We're here. Yes. And it's honestly a miracle every week we do this. I know yeah. everyone's like, that's what a podcast is. Yes. But <laughs> I think I think we are more and more busy, more and more frazzled slash tired slash mm-hmm. <laughs> lazy. Um, yes. But we show up. We we show up. We show up. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, I, I got this really sweet email from somebody. It was on our – well, we got a really sweet email oh, from cute. somebody. This really sweet listener, her name's Malia, and – when I read the email, it was just really sweet to to know that you know, when we show up, people actually care. She yes. says, Dear Ashlyn Shelby, I am 15 and absolutely love your podcast. I have a special notebook for writing down all the stuff you guys talk about, <laughs> the lyrics of a song. That, I thought that was... That is so sweet. I, I love that. And she does have a request, so maybe we'll return to this request in the future. But she would love if you guys went into the song Need. It's an unreleased song that can be found mm. on Amazon Music as a podcast Girl, episode. Girl, I love that song. Mm-hmm. That's the one I wish that she'd officially released instead of all of the girls. Yeah, so mm. maybe we... we <laughs> Sing it again, shall we? No, no, I stopped <laughs> myself. <laughs> so we we do have a handful of vault songs that we need to go through, but yeah. maybe we can cover Need on the next episode. Oh, it's so good. I yeah. haven't revisited it because it's hard to listen to, but I do love that. So thank you for the call out. Yes. Um, yes. Ugh, Need. I'm going to add that yes. to our list. <laughs> okay. Malia. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe next week you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. See if we show up again. Um, but yeah, no, this week, this week, this week. Yes. I feel like last episode we had so much to cover. So mm-hmm. much was happening. Mm-hmm. A lot of it messy, which is always delightful for us personally. Yes. Um, this week a little more quiet. I mean, unless you're into football. <laughs> well, and how – even if you're not into football – you're if you're Swiftie, you follow Taylor Swift. If you if you stop on an ad a little bit too long about <laughs> Travis, it's gonna be blowing it's up. Suddenly like, there. <laughs> how could you not miss it? So Taylor was at uh, Travis's football game this last weekend, and she was donning. This is what was all over my news news feed. Was she, at first she was donning this really cool jacket jersey. And it was, it was like, like a this big coat. puffy, yeah, it's a yeah. big puffer coat. And immediately, next thing I saw was this reel of a a girl named Kristen, and she had like another wag. A, 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 what's a wag? Wives and girlfriends. Oh, wives and girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah, she <laughs> is a she is the the wife of a NFL player in, on the 49ers yeah. and she makes these really cool puffer vests, puffer jackets. And she made one for Taylor and one for Brittany with the, their significant others Jersey number on the back. And it was really yeah. cool. Yeah. And I, I, as soon as I saw that, I followed her cause I thought it was, re- I thought it was like great content. I was like, I need more of this in my life. I love it. And she was at like a hundred thousand followers. I think like when I first saw that reel and by the end of the weekend with all of the outlets picking up her this story and and the jacket. She was up to like now she's up to like five hundred sixteen thousand followers. And what I really liked about this is her husband or boyfriend, forgive me for being wrong, was going on all the major posts and giving his wife credit, like that's my baby, that's my girl, <laughs> Kristen. Like at Kristen, she she made it. Um, but I think Taylor looked really really warm. She was in the box. <laughs> 
And one thing that I thought was really cool, she must have had a lot to drink because she was just like jamming along to like, I have friends in low places. Like you could just see her like dancing and singing. And she was giving high fives to the people in front of the box, at the people in like the general stands. And she gave someone her her little uh, her little her, her white scarf, <laughs> her scarf because she, her scarf because she thought that she looked cold. And she did say she didn't need it back. And the person said the scarf spelled like home. Oh, that was sweet. <laughs> that is cute. No, I saw a lot of it. I mean, that's the thing about the. The NFL content. It's like everyone's like, oh, so and so so thirsty. Oh, she's so thirsty. Oh, why is it on my face? Like blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel that remarkable. Like obviously there's a much bigger spotlight because Taylor, like you said, she just brings hundreds of thousands more eyes to it. Mm-hmm. But the wags have always existed and everyone's always yeah. had opinions on them. And Brittany Mahone's, you know, she's always been like, that's what I I just feel like that's always been a culture. They've always been sort of, you know, they've had their side hobbies or businesses or social. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I think it's obviously more heightened because we're all tuned in in a way that we haven't been before. But Mm -hmm. these people, everyone is thirsty. (laughs) We host a podcast, you know, like, come on. So what I thought was, what I thought was hilarious was I was following her and she had shipped a blue Jersey jacket to somebody and they're like, I'm trying to get there. It's stalled out here. Can someone from FedEx help me? And I was like, oh, I wonder whose jacket that is. And I think because I saw post, I think that was a jacket because Taylor Lautner ordered one for his, I think Jaguars. I'm not sure. Um, So the next day, Taylor Lautner, surprise, surprise, was also repping one of those jackets. And I just, I I, I, I want to know Cute. the play of those. Did he, <laughs> did he see, yeah, like, was it a coincidence? Or did, like, Taylor tell him, oh, this is what I had made? Or did he see that she made it and, like, asked for, like, a quick turnaround? I have no idea. But I was not surprised to see Taylor Lautner in one of those. Because Taylor really does, uh, Taylor Lautner really does kind of benefit from I don't know if it's a benefit being the but best ex yeah he yes the best ex like he definitely is rubbing elbows t- talks about Taylor on Taylor Swift on his podcast with his wife Taylor so it's definitely they're getting yeah. they're getting stuff out of it yeah yeah <laughs> I don't yeah I'd be surprised if because the way I pictured it is the woman made the jacket and was like, mm-hmm. send this to Taylor's team. Let's see if she wears it. Not like Taylor ordered it. But I guess I don't know. I mean. Yeah. I mean, she might have just been like, hey, Taylor, do you want me to make this? Because yeah. this is what I think maybe. This is what I think. Brittany Mahomes also got one. Yeah. So maybe yeah. the channel was Brittany Mahomes yeah, yeah. to Taylor. Yeah. That's probably what happened. Yeah. Which, the size difference because Taylor is so tall and Brittany is so short, it looked like a little kid's jacket next to a regular jacket in the real. You were it like, was... pregnancy announced. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, oh. And then I saw them side by side and I was like, oh, little Brittany, because that would be like the size I got. No. So are you are you in the market? Have you DM'd her for your custom letterman? No. <laughs> your custom <First>. puffer. <laughs> I don't think I can afford it. Yeah. And second, I just don't know. I, I, I like the Eagles, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to spend that much money on a puffer jacket. And no, it would be would a Taylor she, Swift. Taylor Swift puffer jacket. It would be Swift 89. <laughs> yeah. It would be Swift 89. But also, yeah. is she taking custom orders from peasants like Yeah, myself? I don't know. I mean, you're not a peasant. I, you host the number one Taylor Swift podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Let's just that lead with narrative. that, okay? <laughs> um, speaking of people who are like who who like to take the spotlight because of Taylor, we texted about this a little bit last week, and I'm so surprised we didn't talk about it because I am a true crime buff. I love murder and anything that has to do with like people who are you know, <laughs> like any high case true crime story and we had yes yes (laughs) we had gypsy rose who had just released early from jail and she she, yes from prison sorry and she's been doing a lot of 
promoting her, like all these shows she's been on, promoting her, her tell all book that she has released. I know it released in Europe. I think it just maybe released here. And she's been doing like the, the newly together married. I don't know. It's a, it's a, they put a new spin on it. Like the newly together wedding game where like you have to guess what people Mm, said and you know her karaoke song was um you belong with me by taylor swift she's been talking about taylor swift a lot she's been talking about going to the heiress door a lot of people are surmising thank you taylor that she wants to meet taylor swift and she you know she's using her newfound yeah (laughs) her newfound fame she's always had this fame she's very infamous but now she's using social media to like drop taylor's name so a lot of people are like oh we see Mm. what you're doing girl so yeah i know the gypsy rose I everyone's talking about it I don't find myself torn in either way like some people are like isn't it disturbing that we're like celebrating this I just it's just like such a weird story that it's almost like yeah Yeah. she paid her dues like she needs to grow up she's going through a lot of she had a lot of stunted development you know literally physically emotionally mentally and yeah. so it'll be interesting to see how she rides this wave and like whether or not mm-hmm. that leads to a, you know, positive and valuable life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But hey, I, I understand, you know, the, I mean, and also, yeah, I, yes, it would be, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. She went to prison really young. She had a really hard, abusive life before that. And mm-hmm. So it is interesting to think of what is just this sort of like childlike wonder at being out in the Mm -hmm. world and what is more like not even calculated in that it's like masterminded, but more like, oh, I have this opportunity. Like, let's let's get it done type thing to meet Taylor. That would be hilarious. I don't think that'll ever happen. No, no. Taylor's not going to touch that bear. (laughs) No, but my like my two two of my favorite things were colliding, like yeah. Gypsy Rose and Taylor Swift, and I was like, oh, like, I get I it. I like this. <laughs> I was like, I get it. Yeah. I, I have not committed murder. Or yeah, yeah. I haven't <laughs> retraction. I have not hired someone uh, for murder. Yeah. Hired someone to kill anyone. Put out I a have hit. not been to prison. <laughs> but <laughs> it's an important but. Yes, let's hear it's it. It's an important but. But. I do enjoy, you know, watching yeah. everything that goes down. It's yeah. I, I pray for her. I hope everything goes well in her life. Like you said, at that age, what happened to her has emotionally stunted her. So I'm hoping she has, you know, some good, yeah. good support system around her. <laughs> yeah. I'm not on Gypsy Rose, like TikTok. So I hear everything like tangentially through everyone else. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Thank you for informing me on her Swifty dog. You're welcome. I got follow another. her. <laughs> yep. We got another. I, I follow her. So uh, let's hope that maybe she'll listen to our podcast. And, oh, my gosh. You know, Email next when, week. When, Gypsy Rose. When, when her wave has gone down a little bit, she's looking for <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'm outlet. starting to think you don't take our <laughs> podcast seriously. <laughs> I think anyone I mean, would be lucky. Okay. We're just not life lifetime that's just you know <laughs> we're not that yet <laughs> um, so I, I speaking of white writing waves and the popularity of it all I kind of want to go back because I I had this like random thought want to go back to the NFL for a mm, hot, hot mm-hmm, second and get mm-hmm. your thoughts mm. have you heard of Tony Dungy no Dungy. <laughs> I don't know how to, I don't know how to pronounce his name so he's a formal former NFL coast coach and he he has recently said that Taylor has made NFL fans become disenchanted about the game. So what he said is that's a thing about disenchanting people with sports. Now there's so much on the outside coming in entertainment value and different things. It. And so he was basically saying that Taylor is taking away from what really happens on the field. Okay. And he was like, <laughs> I know. And I'm just like you, and we talked about this last week or a few weeks ago. It's not Taylor's fault. Like, yes, let her go to a game, but it's really the NFL and the TV network's fault because they are the one who are panning, who are, you know, coming up with this, making this content basically. 
And I think it's beneficial for these networks, for the NFL, to air Taylor Swift. Yeah. And don't blame Taylor for it. It's these <laughs> networks well, it's that also are just like, doing it. They still show the game. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. you still mm-hmm. see the game. It's not like there's yeah. any time not like that they switch out watching the players to show yeah. Taylor instead. It's an, it's like, it's silly to be like, like instead of a crowd, they're showing Taylor. It's like, if there was anyone else famous in that crowd, they'd be showing them every chance too. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. confusing to me, this sort of like <sighs> childlike yeah. tantrums <laughs> these people get, the Brad's, Chad's and Dad's get into because yeah. it's like, Nothing has changed except that instead of random, you know, crowd work or pulling out to a wide shot of the field, it's mm-hmm. just Taylor Swift in a box. Like I just and they talk and about that, her or whatever, but like yes. you can also find content not talking about her and still enjoy your little game. <laughs> and also like a lot of people are viewing in to see Taylor Swift, people who aren't yeah. football fans. So like give them what they want, you know. Yeah. Someone's coming for football. Someone's coming for Taylor yeah. Swift. Like, come on. Oh, it's so sad. It's fine. It's so sad. Disenchanted. I know this- wow. I know. I know. <laughs> Taylor might have a song for that one day. I don't know. <laughs> the next album yeah. will be all about Travis <laughs> and the NFL. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, something that is rather enchanting, or this person was rather enchanted by, um, was you have watched The Bear, right? Oh, yeah. I Ugh. love the bear. Yes. And I, I think we all miss this. I mean, I didn't miss Taylor references, but Taylor was, you know, a special scene partner with uh, lovely Yvonne Moss Bachrock. So good. Yes. Yes. Honestly, so, one of the best episodes of television in the last decade. And not yeah. just because of Taylor Swift's vocal cameo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So if you guys ever watch The Bear, if you haven't, go do it. It is such a great oh, you'll just be saying yes, chef, after after yeah. you watch it. It's yeah. so good. But this character, Yvonne Moss Bachrock, that he plays, he won um, a Critics' Choice Award for Best Supporting Actor in a series. And he, of course, was a supporting actor. And he, I love the show, but it's kind of like his He's going through a lot, but his daughter is obsessed with Taylor Swift. So there yeah. are also so many Taylor Swift references. Yeah. And in that episode you were talking about, um, it was it was great. So yeah. I just love that Taylor this got a little triumphant moment, triumphant moment for yeah. him and his character is just like so stoked on life. And it cuts to him like driving in his car, finally happy for like the first time. And he's just blasting mm-hmm. Love Story by Taylor Swift. Yes. Glorious. Oh, I'm getting chills right now. Like, oh. And Taylor amazing. Swift uh, liked it. She mm-hmm. liked a she TikTok con- clip of it. And um, she said congratulations to him on, yeah. on Twitter, I think. Or commented. I don't know which which video. Yeah. And I think the last thing I want you to inform me about was actually what you guys talked about on PS. You're wrong this week. <laughs> oh, my God. And I forgot. It's hysterical. I've, I've heard... All these rumors, there's been rumors forever yeah. about Taylor Swift being a secret yes. writer of this book that's going to be turned into a movie, but tell yeah. me all about it. Well, Argyle is this movie that's coming out and it's based on a book, but the weirdest yes. thing is the book hasn't come out yet. And oh. that's just like very much like odd. Like usually you can have film tie-ins where you have like Five Feet Apart was a movie first and then they wrote a book. And so then mm. the book came out. But like this was op- this was sold as a book. And then immediately optioned by film um, and like announced that there would be this huge film starring Bryce Dallas Howard and like literally everyone. Dua Lipa has her breakout role in it. Um, Mm. It's just like a huge cast. Sam, what's his name? Mm, Anyways, really big deal. It's coming out this month, as is the book. And I guess Swifties had decided that Taylor Swift was the writer. Um, because yeah. that's the other thing is that the writer is a, it's a, um, s- pseudonym. That's not the word. Yes. Like a fake is it name. A ghost writer? <laughs> well, so Ellie Conway is the author of the book, but she's not like a real person. It's someone yeah. writing under a secret name. 
Yeah. So there's no like content around her. There's nothing about her. It's just, oh, this is a debut author. So again, it's weird that someone who'd never written anything before would have this book immediately sell Mm -hmm. movie rights and come out before the book even proved itself. Um, And so then Swifties started to think it must be Taylor Swift. And the reasonings start out absolutely bonkers. Like Mm -hmm. the cat in the movie is a, what is it? A British, Scottish fold. Scottish fold. (laughs) And like something about. Taylor's cats. Yeah. And, oh, and it's played by a redhead Bryce Dallas Howard and Taylor Swift was a redhead in her all too well music video where she was also a writer of a book. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then there was some like, Oh, Ellie is related to Taylor somehow. Like there's a lot of weird stuff out there like stretches, but mm-hmm. then it's like, I don't know. It does seem weird, but a bunch of major news sites like vanity fair people have all been like, unfortunately this is not true. They don't really explain even, who it is or what it what it is instead, even, but they yeah. just say it's not Taylor Swift. Even the director said it wasn't Taylor yeah. Swift. Yeah. So and it's sort of like if, the same thing that happened with the BTS memoir being spun as like a Taylor Swift book. Yeah. And you'd think that if Taylor wrote her own book and it was going to be often as a movie, she would also direct her own movie, right? Maybe she knows that she's not ready. <laughs> Well, she's already in, like, in talks to be directing yes. her own movie yeah. within the next year or two. So we we have that, and maybe that's what people are launching onto. I do think Taylor has been super, super, super busy this past year or two. Yeah. She probably could find time <laughs> to write a book. Yeah. But do, what, what are your thoughts? Do you think it's Taylor? Oh, no. I think it's All a right. weird story just from a publishing perspective. And so that was more intriguing to me than like, oh, the referential stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I believe the main sources being like, yeah, no. So I don't know. I mean, because there is a universe in which someone like Taylor would want to try something so out of their wheelhouse without the like added baggage of it. Like, for instance, J.K. Mm-hmm. Rowling, when she first stepped away from Harry Potter, started using a pen name. Mm-hmm. Um to like test the waters and not be too associated, like to not one, have the baggage of everyone's expectations, but two, in case it's not good, it doesn't like ruin your legacy or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. So I can see a world in which that would make sense, but I think we just got to take them at their word when they say no, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Because it's how it goes. Yeah. Because if it was Taylor, the easiest thing would be to not talk about it. But for them to explicitly like be news sources that say this is not true that's like a pretty big statement so mm-hmm. i wonder if, if and when we'll find out who ellie conway is yeah i mean there's a lot of people who write a lot of books that are mostly mediocre maybe it's an ai generated novel and they're testing the waters on that mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> i gosh. honestly don't think it looks that good but but maybe mm-hmm. maybe <laughs> Yeah, maybe. We will see, you guys, because it comes out this month, the book yeah. and the movie. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. You're going to go see they'll do a little bit. I don't know. Maybe. I know you will. I don't know if I will. Really? Not for PS You're Wrong, I would assume. Well, there's other stuff, you know. We have to <laughs> make our choices. Got to pick and choose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like we do here with <laughs> yes. our songs of the week. Yeah, so unfortunately, Malia, we're not covering Need this week. No. But maybe in a future future episode. But we are covering something that is, or someone, that is <laughs> very re- relevant to everything. To movies yeah. today, to news outlets. If you haven't guessed it or haven't looked at the title of our podcast episode, we are covering a Speak Now vault track when Emma falls in love. Yes. Yes. I actually chose this um, mostly because it felt relevant. Like you said, Emma Stone has been promoting poor things. She won a Golden Globe and um, she's been like asked about this recently since she is in the news and is like, oh, is this song about you? And she'll be like, I don't know. You'd have to ask her type thing. Um, 
So, I mean, yeah, do we know if it's about Emma Stone? No, but do we think it is? Yes. Yes. I mean, usually Taylor does not talk about who her song is is about, but when she was in Kansas City Night One, she played this as a surprise song, and she did say, I wrote this about one of my best friends. Cute. So that's also like, okay, best friends speak now. She was really close with yes. Emma Stone. Yes. So. Yeah, no, they'd met in like 2007 or 8. Um, mm-hmm. They met at, at a young the, yeah. Hollywood Award. Yes, Young Hollywood Awards. Um, and then Emma had like, oh, I listened to some of her music. I wrote an email saying I liked her music. And then they started talking and hanging out. That's the way to Taylor's heart. That's all we need to do is just email Taylor and say, I like your music. And then we'll be best friends. <laughs> we don't need to be Emma yeah. Stone. No, no, no. That's that's superfluous. Um, but yeah, so that was like around 2007, 2008. And then Speak Now obviously came out in 2010. And um mm-hmm. So, yeah, so people want to say, first and foremost, this is about Emma's most popular relationship, Andrew Garfield. Um, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, the timeline does not line up. The um, math isn't mathing. The math isn't mathing. Mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield came into play later. Yes, they met in 2010, but like literally the week. It, so December of 2010. That's when... The that's when they, cast they started announced? filming. Oh, yeah. They started so filming the cast, in like December. Yeah, so the cast was announced in like October. Um, For Spider-Man. Yeah, so the, Emma Watson, Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield starred in the Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even remember what the... The Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had like a really sweet romance. It was very, 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 very it couple in my youth, like I remember almost every detail about their relationship and courtship and the sweet things he would say and the things she would say and how funny they were together and their chemistry and like blah, 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 blah. So I understand mm-hmm. the urge to want this to be about them, <laughs> but no, 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 no. <laughs> who, who is it about? Who are these, uh, who is middle, little Miss Sunshine's <laughs> eyes like a man about? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we don't know for sure. This could have just been like a crush. Emma has it a crush. Just, yeah. Yes. Yes. It could have been just based off of a crush that Taylor Swift wrote about no. this whole song. But I think the relationship that does line up is with um, Kieran Culkin. Kieran yeah, Culkin, who, is, who also is relevant these days because he just won mm-hmm. an Emmy for and a Golden Globe for his role in Succession. So, yep. And Miss Emma and him shared a hug. So they're still on friendly terms. So, yeah. Yeah. She was like, Is this about you? And he's like, Is it about you? (laughs) I don't know. But, and you guys probably know that Kieran is brothers with uh, Macaulay Culkin. So there's that tie too. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay. Who's married to Brenda Song, who was in. Uh, sweet life. The sweet life with Zach and Cody, who is in. I'm trying to connect them. I'm trying to connect Emma. He's in Riverdale with. No, those guys are too young. Emma's a little yeah. older. Emma, yeah. Emma Stone. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, that's her, that was her boyfriend of the of the year. They were together through 2010 into 2011. Um, so Taylor conceivably saw them fall in love and was so inspired by that romance that she wrote this song for her about her BFF. Um, And it's like the thing that we talked about is that I think the speak now vault tracks are the purest like vault tracks in the sense that they feel exactly like speak now. Like they Mm -hmm. fit so well on the album, like not only with, her imagery and sort of this romanticism and naivety and sort of charm and magic or whatever. And this is like, for me, for me personally, okay, for me personally, it pairs itself with the weaker parts of Speak Now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It still fits really well on the album and like I can see how it was drafted and conceived and and 
might have found its way on and worked and even replaced maybe a song that I didn't like. I don't know. That's no, no. This song is the definition of cringe for me personally. (laughs) And I've been trying to unpack why that is, you know? Yeah. I don't know if I'm just dead inside a little or something. I I am glad that it's not on speak now. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a vault track and we, we, we have it, we got it, but there's a reason why it was cut and mixed. And I don't think it really has anything to do with the cohesiveness of the, the album. It just but makes I, me, it just, it just is like, and it's probably because it sounds so 2010. Like it literally sounds yeah. exactly like the and, uh, drops of Jupiter in her hair. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's exactly what Jupiter. it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it does. It seems almost like that was a reason not to have it because it's like literally the same melody, the same idea. It's sort of this like romantic look at someone and like seeing them when they can't always see themselves type thing um this was produced by Aaron Dessner which um I think my I don't remember how many he did on speak now because obviously her go-to partner is and probably always will be Jack Antonoff um Mm -hmm. but this one was with Aaron and it's just like a little quieter a little more like you know it's kind of just like I don't know. It's kind of just twee in a way that it's too specific, but also like not giving anything for me. I was reading Mm -hmm. like people talk about it, like Reddit threads about how much they love it. And I respect that. I can see when they point it out, I'm like, okay, I get it. But then I put it on and it's just the package doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Please don't hate me. (laughs) No, I don't. I mean, I don't think you're. You're not saying anything mean about it. You're just saying that it's not for you. I'm just saying that's okay. I'm repulsed by it. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's a little mean. She is literally just joking. I'm just uh, yeah. No, (laughs) throwing up in her mouth. Yeah, it's just like I don't know if I can do this episode. I've got to go. Um, no, no, I'm just joking. It's did you the one who picked the song? I know, I know, I forgot. Honestly, it's like I don't know what it is. It's the music. It's Mm -hmm. something about it. Just, Mm -hmm. but it's fine. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yes, you're reading. You're. I'm reading it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get through. (laughs) Just Just kidding, everyone. Okay, verse one. When Emma falls in love, she paces the floor, closes the blinds, and locks the door. When Emma falls in love, she calls up her mom, jokes about the ways this one could go wrong. She waits and takes her time because Little Miss Sunshine always thinks it's going to rain. When Emma falls in love, I know that boy will never be the same. I got a pocket, got a pocket full of sunshine. (laughs) I got a love and I know that he's all mine. Iconic. Whoa. Iconic performance. Honestly, I would reference that every day. If mm-hmm. I was friends yeah. with her. If you, and if you don't know what I am singing, <laughs> go watch EZA. Yes. Loved that movie. Came out in like 2010, I think. Mm, probably Perfect. earlier. That was I like her breakout. I looked it up. It's like, it's like 2010 or 2000. No, she was in other stuff before EZA. Well, I know, but that was like her big solo um, shot. You're right. 2010. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 2010. Uh, September 2010. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. we don't know if this is a call out to that because Taylor obviously released this before that, but they're friends. She could have, you know, yeah, been yeah. doing that. But Emma has really been called, like even Andrew Garfield had said that she she's like a shot of espresso. She was like being bathed in sunlight. Like a lot of people have talked about Emma Stone and her personality and how just bright she is and how she's just so lovely to be around. Yeah. So yeah. That's another one. Yeah. And here she's all anxious. She's a little bit, you know, pacing the floor, uh, calling her mom. You can see why her and Taylor got along so well. There's a lot of similarities there. (laughs) They call their moms. Yeah. (laughs) They call their moms and they're both anxious about love. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But maybe the difference is that she waits and takes her time. Um, But I do like this line because Little Miss Sunshine always thinks it's going to rain. I think that's really beautiful. Like, 
nod mm-hmm. to anxiety and sort of this catastrophizing and the tendency to like expect the worst. And um, yeah. Even though she's such a positive person, yeah. she's still anxious about it. She still thinks it's not going to work out. It's very, yeah. it's very relatable to that. Cause when yeah. you, when you have this crush, you're like, Oh, but he's going to text me back. Does he like me? Like mom, what do I do? Like it, it, it humanizes celebrity here which i like yeah and it's nice because this is sort of an introspective like taylor swift as a narrator like it's not about taylor it's not it's not about like her experience it's really just this omniscient voice being like she doesn't even know this boy's going to like you know she's gonna make the she's gonna boy blow this boy's mind like she kind of takes this back seat which is an interesting perspective for taylor especially um, coming out so late in her career. Like, I think it's more, there's something to appreciate with this viewpoint um, and to imagine her playing around with this when she was writing her third album. Um, so yeah, I, I like this sort of framework she does where she, you can almost, it feels theatrical. Like it's like, mm-hmm. it feels like the narrator in a Broadway show doing the little breaking the fourth wall to explain like what's happening with our main star as Emma Stone paces and nervously waits and Emma Taylor sort of just like, well, she doesn't know like this boy will never be the same type thing. Mm-hmm. So then she goes in to explain to us why in the chorus she says, cause she's the kind of book that you can't put down. Like if Cleopatra grew up in a small town and all the bad boys would be good boys if they only had a chance to love her and to tell you the truth, sometimes I wish I was her. Cute. I remember when... (laughs) I remember when this first song came out, you... You you were kind of on the the side that this song... She's like obsessed. was in love with her. Was, yeah, was a little bit too interested in in Emma yes <laughs> are you trying to entrap me <laughs> no no I, I no I'm no, saying no, that like I'm, yeah this chorus gives that vibe off like she's yeah kind of, like she's just very obsessed with her friend yeah which I've had friendships where I'm like oh my gosh I can't get enough of that girl like love her love her love her yeah. and, and especially when you're younger too I feel like you younger as in like your early 20s mm-hmm. and even like your teens, you were just, you know, your friends are life. Like, yes, you do like boys and they are like a hot spot, but like it's those female friendships that really mold you and help you grow. And I feel like this is like right in that middle of of where she was in this point. No, after last week, it's like, okay, I'm trying not to be like, (laughs) you know, too gayler. Like, I don't think she literally like Mm -hmm. had a relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't even think she'd even... I think it's exactly how you describe where it's like she's starstruck by this friend for whatever reason. And there's a sort of she's enamored like with how she floats through life, how things happen, like how beautiful, how effortless or whatever it is. Like there is this sort of it's like this is what you came for. But Taylor's the one looking at her. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily mean that. I don't necessarily think that it means like she was pining for her but I think there is sort of this gradient of Mm -hmm. uh, that line between like female friendship and like female love or whatever however you want to like describe it where this feels like the most charming things about Emma the character in this story are things that are very romantic in nature like and I think that's partly because she's talking about when Emma falls in love and like watching that unfold in a healthy way when Taylor did not have the same experiences and Mm -hmm. was not able to enjoy it in quite the same romantic like (laughs) skipping down the lawn as butterflies float around you sort of way but I think it's also like I don't know they're very sweet tender loving images to describe your friend yeah and then when we go on to the other verses that describes how emma is when she's in love it's definitely you can definitely speak to that last verse of that chorus and to tell you the truth sometimes i wish i was her yeah because i think the way that 
she's viewing Emma in a relationship is what she wishes she could do and wishes she could be. And she even says like, that's not what I do. Yeah. Well, and the like pining for this, all the bad boys would be good boys if they Mm -hmm. don't just have the chance to love her. Like, honestly, that feels like self-inflicted, like loathing where she's like, Mm -hmm. I can't make the bad guys good for the weekend. Like, you know, it's like, (laughs) she's like, why like there is an envy there but it's interesting that instead of leaning into that it's more this like wonder this like wide-eyed wonder as she looks at her Mm -hmm. honestly the only line I don't like is this if Cleopatra grew up in a small town Mm -hmm. yeah and I've been trying to sit with it and figure out why I think that is such a like Maybe it's like talking to how down to earth Cleopatra, not Cleopatra, Emma is, even though she's such this huge icon, she's still someone who has that small town feeling to her. Yeah, I feel like it's yeah. like, oh, she's a queen. Like, oh, like t- you think Cleopatra has reach. Like, look at how this whole town bows down to Emma Stone type thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it just is one of those out of left fields illusions uh, that I don't necessarily think is fully earned here, but it's, it feels more also, distracting to me. I also just necessarily don't get it. I know yeah. you explained it to how how you envision it, and I said, well, maybe it's this. I still don't get it. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, wow, yeah, Cleopatra, name dropped. You nailed it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. But then she goes on, when Emma falls in love, it's all on her face, hangs in the air like stars in outer space. When Emma falls in love, she disappears, and we all just laugh after seeing it all these years. When Emma falls apart, it's when she's alone. She takes on the pain and bears it on her own. Because when Emma falls in love, she's in it for keeps. She won't walk away unless she knows she absolutely has to leave. So (laughs) watch out, Kieran. <laughs> she she left because she knew she had to leave to go to uh, so Andrew's yeah. Garfield. <laughs> She's like, I can do better. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it's interesting because they met in 2008. And so it's very interesting. She goes, and we all laugh just seeing it after all these years. I'm like, yeah, two years? Okay. I'm like, yeah. I, I can see that. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing we also have to remember is like Taylor leads with the story first whatever works you know it doesn't have to be literal it can be a green dog you know what's going to rhyme with face what's gonna remind yeah what's going to rhyme with disappears yeah like yeah years yeah yes and I think it's interesting that it's like I feel like these are qualities that could be prescribed to Taylor too um And I find that fascinating as someone who remembers my like closest female friendships in my teens and young adulthood where it was like Mm -hmm. we were basically the same person and that felt somehow validating to me. But Mm -hmm. Emma Stone in an interview was like, yeah, Taylor and I are like complete opposites. And that's always fascinated me. Like I've always been so curious about like why they'd say that, like what like what is so different in Emma's mind about Taylor because there does seem to be a lot more similarities than Mm -hmm. differences. (laughs) It's just like, yeah. Well, I mean, when we get into the next stuff, you, the bridge and the verse. Yeah. Maybe that's where the differences are. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it, uh, she goes on to her course again, and she's the kind of book that you can't put down. Really cute. I'd love for someone to say that. It's giving AIM message like, uh, you know, it, it, you're putting a note out, and that's your that's your signature, basically. Mm-hmm. Like if Cleopatra grew up in a small town, sure. And all the bad boys would be good boys if they only had a chance to love her. And to tell you the truth, sometimes I wish I was her. Well, she's so New York when she's in L.A. She won't lose herself in love the way that I did because she'll call you out. She'll put you in your place. When Emma falls in, le- in love, I'm learning. So it looks like they, they do have qualities. And this, 
not necessarily speaking to just their love life, but it seems like Emma and Taylor have similar qualities. Yeah, yeah. But whereas Taylor like, has self-diagnosed her, you know, has said she's a pathological people pleaser. Here, it's kind of like Emma does fall head over heels, but she's not going to take anyone's crap. Like she's going to put you in your place. She, when she's in New York, she's still going to be herself. She's not going to mold to what New York wants her to be or the scene. She's still going to be very much LA. Um, so that that's, that's what I'm getting from this. She's uh, so New York. Even oh, she's so she's New York. LA. Even when she's LA. She's yeah. very New York. She's okay. so New York. So New York. So she's not like changing for somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think there's this like cool, like Taylor's always seen New York as this like cool, you know what you're doing. You're strong. You're decisive. You're focused. And, you know, I think that's Which how so she's always romanticized it. It's so interesting because when I see Taylor now, I see her as a boss and I see her yeah. as a decision maker. I see her as someone who's not taking any crap from anybody. Yeah. But I'm also like putting myself in like 2010 Taylor. Yeah. Like, you know, like she was younger. She was still learning, she's learning and she was still, you know, she's still learning and she was still finding her voice. Yeah. So I think that's like qualities. When you, I look for friends, I, when I look at friends, I look for friends that I can really look up to and people who I'm going to get along with. And I think that was a very attractive quality about Emma. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's true. The 2010 was a different a different Taylor. Whereas mm-hmm. I do think Emma knew who she was probably sooner and mm-hmm. how to own that in a way that took a little longer for Taylor. Um, yeah. Just even thinking about – because I remember – it doesn't matter. I – it doesn't matter. I saw Emma Stone once in New York. It doesn't matter. But I saw her. <gasps> yes, it does. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She is beautiful in person. She's beautiful. She was talking to someone. Oh. She was in the West Village. Oh, my gosh. Oh. She still does it for her. Um, I guess she does. But we circled around the well, block just to see her again. It was very cringe, but I couldn't resist. It was Emma Stone. It was Emma Stone in, like, 2014. I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't believe it. You have to. 2013. <laughs> no, 2014. Yeah, 2014. So she's I get so it. New York. Yeah, she's so New York because she was so cool. <laughs> she was just like talking, and I knew she could tell we like circled back, but she just like ignored us. <laughs> um. Anyways, verse three. Emma met a boy with eyes like a man. That's a dig at Kieran. Kieran. Colke's short stature. Um. <laughs> turns out her heart fits right in the palm of his hand. Now he'll be her shelter when it rains. Little does he know his whole world's about to change. <laughs> what? We're like, uh? we're like, oh, cute. <laughs> Happy like, word. That, that's cute. I, I, when I was researching the song, I was like, oh, this is cute. This is cute. This is cute. But I didn't really have a lot of like, oh, and this means that. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Like analytically, it's not, there's not a lot to analyze. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, okay. And like, it's like, I, yeah. Met a boy with eyes like a man. Like, I don't, I don't know. It, it's fine. That's what I mean. Is it, It's like very speak now. It's very cute. And there's a lot that's mm-hmm. like fun. This is just like, it's fine. Okay. Cause then yeah. she goes into the chorus because she's the kind of book that you can't put down. Like if Cleopatra grew up in a small town and all the bad boys would be good boys if they only had a chance to love her. And to tell you the truth, sometimes I wish I was her. Yeah. Between me and you, sometimes I wish I was her. Mm-hmm. So introspective, so thoughtful. She's just like, I think that's what's interesting about like the my personal like the 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 <laughs> the queer the 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 love women have women you know mm-hmm. women as Saoirse Ronan put it once it's just it's fascinating and I think it's so beautiful how deeply and quickly we can feel and connect and and what those bonds mean and how we're able to like not only talk to each other and like grow together, but also like step back and witness one another and like the observation and the, the, 
I don't know, the kind of pining for it or the, there's a constant sort of wistfulness to female friendship where you're vacillating between like envy and pride and joy and like, and communion. And it's like, I think that's what's so sweet about this is that it feels a little bit more honest maybe about how complicated that female friendship could be, but how at the very heart of it, it really is just as simple as like, loving someone so much that you wish you could like (laughs) be them and it's not like an obsessed like oh I want to be a plastics like oh I'm Regina George like whatever it's more just there's something about connecting with someone and just wanting to tell the world how much you love them even though it's not a relationship people tend to take seriously Mm mm-hmm so it's cute. It's it's a cute idea, and I like that she was playing around with this. I I think to your point, it makes sense why it's not on the album. I think it's just fine, and I don't feel like <laughs> I don't. I, I was trying to end on a positive note, so I should have just stopped talking a minute ago. <laughs> yes, let's rewind and stop talking. Yeah, <laughs> it's. An ode to female friendship. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what would, is there a Taylor lyric that you're like, oh, that's so Taylor? Because I, I, we might have the, first, the same one. Oh my gosh. I mean, the whole thing feels like so Taylor. But I, I guess I would say the one that stands out is that all the bad boys would be good boys. Mm, what I like is because little Miss Sunshine always thinks it's going to rain. Oh yeah. That's a good one too. I mean, that's probably the best line in the whole song. Yep. Yep. And I don't – Little Miss Sunshine. I don't know about Easter egg because Little Miss Sunshine could be an Easter egg to the easy A, but just the timeline isn't really like – Emma met a boy with, with eyes like a man. It's mm. Kieran. It's a little yeah. tiny <laughs> – There you go. A little boy, but he was really a man. Yeah. Okay. Still fits into what? Youth size clothing? clothing? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I do too, so there's no. Yeah, no shame. No shame. No shame to that. Um, okay, so what would you give the song a grade? I would tell her to go back. It would be a fail for me. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It would be like, like Taylor, s- try again. <laughs> and th- those are very few and far between. I think you've only given a- one other song. A try yes. again grade when we've been talking. So I yeah. would give it like a C plus maybe. Yeah. Plus, yeah. Plus for effort. And um, it has made a surprise appearance on tour. So it's been it's been on tour. It's been done. I mean, a lot of people like it's, it. It's been done. A lot of people mm-hmm. like it. So I'm not going to say like I recognize that it's subjective. Yeah. I just subjectively think she can do better and has yeah. ever since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But you guys, if you have any requests of any songs that you want us to cover, you can always DM us at Swiftish Podcasts, email us at SwiftishPodcasts at Gmail, comment on our post. You can like us, subscribe, give us a a five-star rating. I don't know what it is. That's what we deserve. Apple. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We deserve that. Five stars. Flawless. No notes. Yes. But until next time, I'm Ashley. And I'm Shelby. And Taylor, you want to know what? I sometimes wish I were you. Oh, girl. Yes. Same, same. (laughs) If only.